Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well on another... It is hot. It is a late spring May day. That's what it is, and uh, got a little rain overnight. Um, it's that kind. Of, it's you know, it's that kind of weather. Get get used to it. It was funny while we were talking with uh, Justin yesterday, uh, and he was talking about all the rain. There is there is a lot. It rains a lot. It really does here in the southeast. Um, usually in the hot weather. Because it gets so humid, it builds up, it rains. And, and just wait for hurricane season. Oh, yeah. In full bloom where you're on alert every couple of weeks for the possibility of a lot more than just a little bit of rain as part of life in the southeast. But, but no, he's, uh, he's someone acclimating himself right. to the yeah, I wonder uh, the how long he'll stay in the southeast. Yeah, he, he seems to be enjoying it yeah, so he really far. Does. We'll, see, you know, we'll, see, we'll see where his career takes him uh, after, the, uh, after, after the season. But, uh, yeah, Justin Kirby, of course, we're talking mm-hmm. about the outfielder who's been joining us as part of Tiger Takes. Part of the... Red hot Auburn baseball team. Absolutely. Right. One that uh, had a game scheduled for tonight. That one is canceled. So the Tigers with three regular season games left. And they uh, start Thursday night. And we have some tickets. Hey. We have some tickets for Thursday night. If you are interested, we're going to do first come, first serve for a pair of tickets for Thursday night. Six o'clock start Auburn and Missouri. And again, we talked about it. Missouri with a lot to play for as well because they are right now tied for ninth, excuse me, tied for 11th. 12 teams make the SEC tournament. So um, they're, you know, they're, they're playing to stay in the SEC tournament and hope they can, you know, if they could win the series here, make a run through the, through the SEC tournament, then they could make a case for them being in the field for the uh, NCAA tournament baseball postseason tournament right and the checking the rpi at the moment in division one they're top 40 aren't they i was going to say a testament to the strength of the sec that a team in the top 50 in rpi is battling to make the sec tournament just make the top 12 teams of the tournament yeah just just not i mean with their with their postseason chances you know pretty pretty remote compared to the rest of the conference but that's what auburn's facing this weekend it's another like we were saying with ole miss it's an opportunity mm-hmm. to bank in some SEC wins, improve the profile uh, going towards the tournament, improve the resume uh, going towards the postseason. There's a chance Auburn could host uh, as, as one of the top 16 uh, teams, but they have work to do uh, to get there. They're right now looking like a two-seed in most projections. I'll see if new projections have come out uh, since the weekend, but like we were saying yesterday, the most recent Baseball America projection had Auburn as a two-seed uh, in the NCAA tournament. We'll see if they can play their way uh, up from there. We uh, we can talk some baseball again. Just wanted to let you know we have some tickets for Thursday's game. Uh, you can call the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, sponsor of hour number one of the drive. And uh, don't call Bill's cell phone. Nope, somebody's calling my cell phone. Okay, well I'll give I'll um, do the business while you while uh, you handle yeah, this. You, you do, you do of course, the uh, hour number one. Okay. Spam. I forgot <laughs> they, to silence no, my they wanted, phone. They wanted the tickets. Is what's yeah, going on, so. probably. And then now, oh, that, now you know, 
that is a good way to get people to shut up when they call, though. When when they hear you're on the air, when they hear you're talking live, it's like they go, oh, and they hang up. It's, a gen- it's a, again a generational thing where there's no way I'm answering a call from a, an, an, an unknown number. Well, they, can, they can leave a message. Well, I just wanted to let them know, hey, I was going to just answer so they could hear. That's all I was mainly doing was just answering so that it would stop the ringing. Now I, I've got the phone silenced. That's one thing, you know, that I, my, the problem that I have, I mean, I always try to remember to uh, to turn turn the phone silent. You know what my problem is? I forget to take it off silent when I go home. Once a Thursday, once a Friday. Oh, oh, well, somebody put, oh, goodness. Oh, did we, do we, do we, did somebody do okay? that again? Okay, we, we had one, th- there we go. There's a pair. Okay, we have a pair of Thursday tickets. Somebody, now? somebody paper clipped together a Thursday and a Friday. So if somebody else earlier won a Uh-oh. pair of Thursdays, you probably got one Thursday tell, and a Friday. You want to make sure make sure Tracy knows about that. Yeah, we, we, will, we will check. We will the, check with that. The room. The, who, who was the winner there, Drew? Andrew. Andrew, congratulations. Andrew. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. We we uh, we we will see if we can come up with another pair, or we'll have hey a single person want to go to Thursday and Friday. No. I, I probably don't want to do it that way. Uh, as I was saying before we were so uh, rudely interrupted, the Kia of Auburn hotline, uh, Kia of Auburn, sponsor of hour number one of The Drive, uh, Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And that number, no, it's not my cell phone. It is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840 on the drive text box. Presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Go to your favorite podcasting platform or use the podcast center at ESPNAU.com or RadioAlabama.net. That's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Bill, I do have new projections. How about this? From oh, okay, our, cool. How about our friends at the Times-Picayune slash Advocate? Oh, yeah. No, I've always loved, first of all, I've loved the name, the, the New Orleans Times-Picayune. The best newspaper name in America. I think I, for my money, and I'm I have to apologize. I mean, I lived there. I remember reading the paper. Uh, I've read it online many, many times. I have never efforted to understand what is what is Picayune. We, you know, and we and we might we might have someone listening who knows. Okay. Uh, the, well, uh, I mean, I I can I can look that up. It's just I just realized I have no idea so, what that means. So now officially, it's the Times Picayune slash New Orleans Advocate. Right. So it's been combined. Uh, the uh, as have many many absolutely there's been newspapers yeah, so, so so they do projections I guess weekly uh, leading up to the postseason of the NCAA tournament field in in college baseball understandable with LSU's run of success why they would have mm-hmm. a, a pointed interest LSU by the way uh, they have as the five seed overall and and one of the uh, one of the teams hosting in regional play they have Auburn projected as a two seed that would play at the number sixteen seed Dallas Baptist. So they, like we were saying before, and this is up. This is with this is with this weekend factored in. 
So the Times Picayune so, so projections. So this is just like softball. They have them as the top two seed. And, and that's what I thought I saw a projection yesterday, but I actually had misread it and they had Auburn no, as the they two had seed. Auburn, yeah, as the bottom two seed. They had Auburn as the two seed at the number one overall right. seed, Wake Forest. That was the so year. now Auburn is, would be at the number 16 seed, and if they win there, then they go to the number one seed, Wake Forest, if Wake Forest wins there. Winston-Salem, Wake Forest, the number one overall seed in this projection as well. Uh, they've got Arkansas as a two. They've got, or they've got Arkansas as the two. Second overall seed. So the, the, right. the, the yeah. one seeds from the SEC, according to the Times-Picayune, Arkansas, Florida, LSU, Vanderbilt, and is that everyone? Yes, Columbia, probably. Columbia, South Carolina. South Carolina. At, at, uh, they've got South Carolina as the 12th seed overall. South Carolina's one game ahead of Auburn, and Auburn took the series there. They've got South Carolina as the... But, I mean, South Carolina has a better overall South Carolina is the 12th overall seed. Kentucky is the 15th overall seed. So that's the Times-Picayune's projections. They've got Auburn as a two-seed. They've got Alabama as a two-seed. Where do they put Alabama? Alabama's a two-seed pretty high up, I think. Alabama would be the two-seed at Stanford. Stanford's the number four overall seed in the uh, in, in the entire thing. They've got Troy sneaking in. Is Tennessee not a – where's Tennessee? They've got Tennessee. Let me see if I find uh, – if, if Tennessee's in the uh, – Tennessee should be a two-seed. Tennessee is a two-seed in Coral Gables. Mm-hmm. Miami's the uh, ten, the 10th overall seed in, in the projections from uh, from the uh, Times-Picayune. Uh, they've got – let me see who else is in the – they've got – yeah, they've got Troy and Alabama State, both in Gainesville's region, so a couple of, uh, of regional – and they do have Troy getting in as an at-large. Which oh, is good. which is okay. significant because that would put Troy. Uh, Troy Troy's probably a bubble team. Coastal Carolina looks like the favorite to win not just the regular season but the tournament as well. Southern Miss is a team that uh, I think they have Southern Miss as a they have Southern Miss as a high two seed as well. Southern Miss at at Nashville. So, but the Auburn the Auburn angle is the important one, Bill. So they the, just like we were saying yesterday. Uh, this is the. Uh, this is the, this is a different set of projections. Oh yeah, for Auburn baseball. On the, it can change drastically, you know, over over a weekend. And I think that's good news for Auburn <laughs> because I know people would say, "Well, you're the 16 seed; you might have to go through the one seed." That's with work with with. That's right. That means you're you're one spot away from being a regional host with opportunities, not just this <clears throat> right. weekend against Missouri, but also but the SEC tournament in the SEC tournament to play yeah. your way into the top 16. All right. So text texted me, and I wanted to double check and make sure he wasn't joking, but Picayune means. Petty or worthless? Was it like an ironic sort of thing when they named uh, the newspaper? It says, or a small coin of little value. Especially like a five-cent. Cent, it said especially a five-cent piece, which is probably what the paper used oh, to cost. I was going to say maybe it's like their two cents, you know what I mean? But maybe no, it's, it's, it's also... Like, it's like... Small change, maybe, basically. Maybe it cost five cents. Man, that's and probably they, what it meant. And I they mean, were they were marketing. That's fascinating. It's pretty funny to to, to name your to name your uh, you know your, your well maybe newspaper. the coin maybe the coin predates the term. I would hope it does. As, as well as a right. noun, it means a small, inexpensive yeah. coin. It's you know it's sort of like small how, coin of little value. So I'm sure that's what it is because it's the times picky. It wouldn't be. It's not an adjective. Adjective means petty, petty and, or yeah, worthless. Worth. And I wonder if that comes from like you know well not comes from well, but, but we in English we have we have terms that sort of refer to coins as of small value as being you know like if, if we call something a dime store version mm-hmm. of something right or if we call you know a nickel and dime version of something that that's that's generally. Uh, you know, indicating there it's of, of little worth, and I guess and and text said it's Spanish, but 
uh, as I'm looking online, it says it's nearly, it makes sense. It says it's nearly 19th century French derivation of picayon. Interesting, which also used to mean cash. It says denoting a, a, a very low value coin. Or cash. I guess the, the French would also talk about the the picayune as the as the the money in their pocket would be their their yeah. their picayune. That's their change. I'm going to start using their that. change, Bill. Right? We can, so it's like small change, basically, is what that is. We're bringing that back. Yeah, I like it. All right, so cool. We learned we learned something. We learned something. Our and, lesson today and Auburn baseball, you know, gets gets some good news from at least one set of projections, like we were saying with with room to work. And and who, what was the name of the winner for the uh, tickets again? Andrew. 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 Congratulations on winning Thursday tickets. Was it? Was it? Yes. He won, he won the he won the Thursday tickets so we'll uh, uh we'll see what we do with the rest of the ones in our possession. All right, 334-321-1390. Hey, there's uh there's news, news today. Yeah. There's ab- yeah, there absolutely is news. Auburn adding another receiver, Jair Shorter, who was in town I guess weekend before last. The uh, big receiver from North Texas who when he has been healthy has put up huge Numbers. He is a uh, sixth-year senior, so he has one year of eligibility left. <clears throat> this past year, 23 receptions for over 27 yards per catch. His freshman year, he had 24 recep- uh, receptions for right at 20 yards a catch. He is um, uh, 6'2", 218, a guy that uh, is very good at 50-50 balls and Really one of the better receivers nationally, statistically, on downfield receptions. Yeah, third wide receiver to join the team under Hugh Freeze, Caleb Burton, and uh, Nick Mardner, uh, the other two. And this, this, is, uh, this is the third. Uh, I mean, you can, you can also, however you want to classify Rivaldo, that's also. Yeah, Rivaldo, I mean, he's going to be listed as a tight end. He's going to be a very, very prominent in the passing game, though. I don't think there's any question. Right, remains to be seen how Brian Batie is used in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, think about it now. Um, Auburn has, uh, Hugh Freeze has brought in a quarterback, a running back, three receivers, a tight end, four offensive linemen, just through the transfer portal. Right. Upper, you know, from, from other schools. Upper a nearly, class. that's nearly an entire offense. And, and may I ask, uh, if, if you may open your bag and provide the Bill Cameron depth chart? Not sure if, if we've had time to put shorter on it. I have. Quite yet, but where, where's, where, where is, uh, well, I mean, where do the I, transfers in general, all of them are pretty close to the top of the, oh, yes. the top of the order. Oh, of yeah. I, they're, they're all, they're all in the playing role. Rotation. I'll, I have them all within. Um, I think I've the got shorter, them all in the top two. You got shorter slotting into that spot behind Javarius inside, uh, no. or do you think no, 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 no? He's an outside guy, and I've seen some people that have him there with Camden Brown. I've got him on the other side. Do you think maybe I've got him on the other side? Where's, where's Coy Moore on your depth chart? That's where I've got him. Okay, so how about Coy Moore moving inside underneath Javarius? May, maybe, but you've still got. Um, Jay Fair and and uh, the Ohio State transfer there. Okay, so who's who's on the outside right now? We've right got- now on the outside, I've got I've got Camden Brown, Nick Mardner on one side, right. uh, and I had uh, Coy Moore and Malcolm Johnson on the Malcolm other Johnson side. Johnson Jr. Don't forget about. Uh, and now I, I have moved Jair shorter there, and. Um, I have. So you've got Shorter playing the same position as Malcolm Johnson I, Jr. And I, well, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking. Yes, I, I get it. I'm thinking you could do that. And I think Auburn, uh, you know, we, we talked about the offer to the uh, former Jackson State receiver, Hooks. 
Um, I'm thinking he would fit more with Camden Brown and Nick Bardner at that that sort of you know the 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 taller guys and then the the other guys that are in the six one six two two hundred pound range with shorter more Malcolm Johnson on the other it feels, side feels like even for the guys in the starter positions right now in on, on, at receiver I mean there's there's competition there there's is snaps. I mean no all, question all, I mean I, I don't know if there's a I mean I mean there's a couple guys that I think are going to be able to get on the field but hey, I, if a couple games in you, the the receiver rotation looks totally different because other players have played their way into spots if, if undeniable players are out there they're, they're going to be they're going to be on the field and then uh, then in the slot I've got yeah Javarius Johnson Jay Fair Amari Kelly along with Caleb Burton so and this I mean, doesn't include the true freshman coming in right because there's ah uh, no I've got Dequavius Sorry J C Hart as outside guys probably and I still think yeah I still think Auburn wants one more and that would also give you twelve receivers that way if you go you're four wide you're three deep if you're three wide you're four deep so. Um, so, yeah, a nice pickup there for Jair Shorter today. It'll be interesting now uh, to see if his former teammate is his future teammate. Larry Nixon, the linebacker, was in Auburn this past weekend, and he told people that he could have an announcement either today or tomorrow. Uh, he was going to inform the schools of his decision. So we'll see if, if Auburn picks up a couple of members of the Mean Green. Remains to be seen what the, the the other player, yeah, Larry Nixon, decides to do. But it's a it's a nice pickup at yep. wide receiver for a team that needed to add uh, at that even before Chick Dawson and uh, and and Landon King uh, mm-hmm. decided to go in the portal. It, it seemed like Auburn was looking to add at that position, and, and Hugh Freeze wanted to add upperclassmen who weren't going to be stepping in to their first taste of playing time in college football. Caleb Burton hasn't played much, uh, but. Nick Mardner, not only has he played, but he's also got experience with the wide receivers coach, Marcus Davis, which could benefit him immediately, one would think. And, and now Auburn adds a receiver who was on the field a lot last year at the group of five level and was, uh, yeah, a guy averaging nearly 27 yards, over 27 yards per catch last year, which is a remarkable uh, you know, suggestion that, that this is a deep, a, a big play, a deep threat option uh, that right now it's, it's tough to see anyone on the team who has shown themselves to be described no, uh, that, he is a proven yeah he's a proven deep threat all right because with his 23 receptions 11 of them went for touchdowns we'll get to our first break of the afternoon love to hear from you we'll uh, talk a little basketball uh recruiting as well and uh, uh but but wherever whatever direction you'd like to go all right no Barrett Sully again today it's like his uh that that uh, youth team that he's coaching apparently continues to win. I sent him a note and said, "Priorities, priorities, baby." Uh, you know, he, yeah, he, he makes know. it. Up, he makes That's it up fine. to us. He makes That's it up fine. to us during football season. Jake Crane will join us at the bottom of hour number two. You can join us at any time until then. So come on in here on the Tuesday Drive. The drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. Bill and Dan here in the studio. Drew at the controls. Hey, the uh, the Auburn men's golf team 
Mm-hmm. Hotter than the weather out at the uh, AU Club today as Auburn uh, now in first place at their regional that they're they're hosting. Uh, sophomore Brendan Valdez shot a 69 to break the Auburn record for single-season rounds in the 60s with 15. So Auburn shot a 283 for today, a, a nine-shot improvement from day one. They are 13 strokes above the NCAA championship cut line. So, right, and, the, and, and all... All five of the golfers in competition are in the top twenty overall at the regional, which uh, is uh, you know an impressive. I don't. I'm not super familiar with the uh, with, with college golf, but it sounds sounds like a very impressive accomplishment. And uh, and yeah, like like you were saying, uh, what what a round for, uh, for for Brendan Valdez. I was uh, yeah. Let's see. Did I get that? Texas Texas sending me tickets and texting me while we're talking. He also wanted to let us know. That he has tickets, he's not going to be able to make it. So uh, if you're, he's looking again for the parent and child combo for Thursday and Friday. Now, so so someone who wants to take their youngster Thursday, uh, you can get Texas seats, and these are primo seats. They are. Right behind home plate. Yeah, we're on the uh, honor. We're on the honor system here. So I mean, we're not going to like ask for verification that you're a parent. No, or you're not going to have to submit their documents. You know, proving but their it, age. If you're, or but, it, but it's a it's a nice whatever. it's a nice gesture <laughs> by a season ticket holder who was going to remain anonymous about this until I unmasked him on the air by saying what was going on. So we have someone who has a, a pair of tickets to Thursday's Auburn baseball game and a pair of tickets to Auburn's Friday game. And the, uh, the, the, the stipulation or his wish is that these go to uh, somebody who is going to give one of the tickets to a child, bring a child with them, and let them watch uh, some Auburn baseball. So we have yeah, a pair of tickets for Thursday and a pair of tickets for Friday. These are hot seats, right? I mean, not just... Like you said, you know, not not only does our our benefactor here have uh, some great tickets, but this weekend series, not super easy to find tickets for it. In oh general. no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a it really is a hot ticket. Uh, as as Auburn right now playing as well as anyone anywhere. I mean, they are the hottest team in the best conference in the country. So um, th- this would be this would be great. Again, so if if you're interested. You can call in. Drew will, uh, will, we will get your info so that uh, you can get those tickets emailed to you. 334-321-1390. I was also checking. Let's see. I, I wanted to the, you know, the, the Alabama high school, the AHSAA golf tournaments going on over at Grand National. So uh, I was, I was going to check on that because. The nephew that I've mentioned was was uh, was leading the way in in their classification. Now what's that? What's that competition? That's the that is the high, Alabama High School Athletic Association classes. Um, you know, from small school, all the the public school golf state golf tournament is what's going on right now. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, yeah. The the nephew with the first round seventy, and leads that leads all the smaller schools. Do you want to give his name, or do you just Michael, want to call him the? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to just call him the nephew? I mean, no, no. I mean, well, shout, I mean, shout out your family members uh, doing yeah, well. Yeah, can, well, I didn't want to jinx it or anything because I haven't seen any of the scores. He's doing. He's, he was doing well the last. He did, time he he did, he did yeah. great on day one yeah. yesterday, and uh, 
It's golf, so that can he's turn. Really but, good. But, you know, but yeah, he's he's he's, got, he's quite he's, good. I think he's uh, I think he's fourteen now. So, and he's been he's been shooting, you know, below par for for a while. Congra- congratulations <coughs> to, on, on on a great first yeah. day, at least to, right. uh, to to our buddy Michael. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. All right, so we can talk more. We'd love your thoughts on the Auburn's addition um, through the transfer portal for football from Jair Shorter. Again, I think that Auburn would like to add another receiver. And I think that, um, and again, they're, they're waiting to see what Larry Nixon, the linebacker, has to say tomorrow. Um, what else? Let's see. Are they, it appears that Isaac Ukwu is, is heading elsewhere, but we'll see. I, I don't think he's still made a, uh, a solid announcement. Basketball has been where there's a lot of, you know, concern about what's going on with um, with certain players. I mean, obviously, Janai Broom has really done well and gotten the invite to the NBA Combine, and and it 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 seems likely that he'll be back. If you're calling through, Drew's taking getting Drew's having to get all the information from each caller, so uh, we, we'll see if we have anything left. But uh, that that's the reason why the phone is just ringing. Um, so I'll tell you what. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. And uh, we'll talk some basketball and more when we come back here on the Tuesday Drive. Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Tuesday Drive. Yeah, normally now, I mean, uh, we, we'd have Barrett Salee, but he's coaching uh, youth baseball. He's got a young a youngster playing, and apparently they're doing pretty well. So, uh, so, so Barrett, hopefully, he'll be back with us next week. We're starting to talk a little basketball. And I know it was confusing there. I was trying to sort of help Drew while he was answering the phone, and we were giving away some tickets. But, uh, yeah, with, with basketball, Auburn's sort of in a holding pattern right now, uh, just waiting to see how things play out with players who are, you know, hoping to, uh, to find out about their professional futures. Right. I mean, on the, thank you. On, on the home front, Auburn has a, Auburn has Janai Broom. They're waiting to hear back. I mean, I guess they're also waiting to hear from Jalen and Dylan, but it feels, even in Bruce's comments recently, it's felt more like uh, a sure thing that those two will return to school and, and be on the team next year. Janai Broom, after playing his way into the Combine this weekend with, with his performance in the G League Combine, uh, there, there's reason to think uh, that 
Uh, Jani Broom uh, has a tougher decision on his hands. Uh, there's, you know, I, I think it's it's the likeliest outcome is Jani returning to school, but there's the threat uh, that he could decide to to uh, he, he could either play his way uh, in, into considerable. Uh, draft position yeah i mean it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility even though it is still considered sort of a long shot yeah so so auburn's waiting to see what janai broom does and, and that could set off a flurry of activity if janai broom decides to move on uh, but then you've got uh you, you've got perimeter players like julian phillips and uh, tyron lawrence uh, both in the portal <laughs> and waiting to find out what their draft status could be and, and auburn interested to find out uh, what's going to happen with both of those players? Now, the one thing that um, that I've been hearing, and there was a lot of talk about this last night, is that um, the feeling is Julian Phillips just sort of did that in case. He uh, he made himself available to the transfer portal just in case. But Somebody, just, just about everyone expects him to stay in the NBA draft because he's being projected as a first round. Yeah, I, I said that on the Observer podcast immediately after Julian Phillips came in, was that the feeling I got from Tennessee people was that he was going to stay in the NBA mm-hmm. draft, and, and they weren't thinking that he was going to be playing for a different team. There was a lot of optimism from the Auburn side initially. Sure. Well, if he does stay, then I think Auburn's got, got a reason to be you know feeling really good about that. I but. think Auburn's got a reason to think. I think there's, as, as we were talking about earlier, Bill, uh, this was an off-the-year conversation, but there are several programs that have gotten used to winning or consider themselves in the top tier of college basketball that still need help on the perimeter as they wait to see what happens with the NBA draft and some of the players that are testing the waters. So UCLA, Indiana, Kentucky, also right. players that could be you know in, in the mix for, uh, for, for a Lawrence or a Phillips if they decided to drop out of the draft. Kobe Brown uh, is somebody who would also fit the category of a player who, if he were to drop out of the draft, and return to college basketball, and he may. There could be. A, I, I, I don't know that. I, 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 you know, we're not I talking about Auburn. As we're good, about, I know. As good as he is, I'm not sure he'd be a first rounder, and that may not be good news for Auburn fans because he could end up in the conference. Yeah, he could but, end up at Alabama, right? And and I would also <coughs> I would throw Missouri in there as a program looking for help on the sure. wing. Dennis oh, Gates, you're right. Dennis Gates has done well. They, they were in the mix for Matthew Cleveland before he chose Miami. So Auburn's going to have competition for all of these guys. They'd love to land a. Uh, uh, a three and find some help at the wing because right now, um, I mean, if the season started tomorrow, even if Broom and uh, even if Broom and Williams and Cardwell came back, I mean, if the season starts tomorrow, Denver Jones is maybe playing, uh, even though he's more of a I don't know if uh, Cheney Johnson three is exactly is, where they want him. Yeah, one Ch- of the, one of those guys. Chris Moore would probably, would probably Chris you know, Moore would play a lot. Chris Moore could be in that mix if, if Chris Moore is healthy. Mm-hmm. I know the shoulder injury is uh, you know we're going to see what kind of Chris Moore uh, we get at the beginning of the season. Uh, but yeah, it feels like Auburn is uh, is, is going to be uh, that, that's a that's a need right now on the roster. And there's competition for the guys that would sort of fit that uh, fit that bill. That's true. And then uh, from the on the Tyron Lawrence front, I mean, he was not invited to the NBA Combine, but uh, I was reading uh, a report about the G League. It, yeah, the wind's blowing. It's about to. Uh, we're, we're about to get there. Yeah, yeah. I told you, it's it's that summer like weather where it gets hot, that gets humid, you know and we get some rain. That'll cool it off in here. Uh yeah, it should. It should. Uh hopefully we don't need the windows open to cool it off though. Just the uh, just the the cover, cloud cover and everything. But we're anyway, about, we're the, about to get some storms over the, here. Yeah, I think we are. Uh the Tyron Lawrence news <clears throat> is probably frustrating is is the best word for Auburn fans. 
because it felt like, oh, Auburn's in great shape for this young man. Then he got the invitation to the G League camp. Apparently had a good first day, struggled the second day, did not get invited to the uh, combine. But he was quoted in a story as saying, he's put colleges on hold right now. He wants to know for sure what his NBA future is. He's in no hurry to make a decision. Plus, there are other schools that are wanting to talk to him. And apparently the latest school to get involved with Tyron or Tyron's folks is Texas Tech. Vandy, Jerry Stackhouse, and Vandy are really interested in making as good a pitch as possible to keep him home. Auburn, I think, has laid out everything. Bruce sounded, did Bruce sound a little bit frustrated when, when he was talking yesterday? If you read the quotes, if you heard what he had to say, he said, why wouldn't players want to come here? We've got, if they watched us play, they see wings free to run up and down the court and shoot and score. And I think he's a little frustrated that they haven't gotten the the magic words, as he said yesterday. Back when uh, back when Tyron Lawrence went into the portal at the uh, at the end of April, there was a story on twenty four seven from Isaac Trotter that listed different schools that could be in the mix, right, for uh, Tyron Lawrence and why it makes sense. That story cited a report from Robbie Weinstein, another reporter from twenty four seven, who said that name, image, and likeness is expected to be a major factor in Lawrence's decision. I don't like speculating. Well, he's does, a, doesn't he have a two year old? I believe he I, yeah, does, I, and that's that's part of it too. I mean, he he wants to support his family. No, and and if you're if your days in college basketball, you know, especially if you're a hot commodity in college basketball, and you know, I, I think use the leverage provided to you, and mm-hmm. and that's what Rob, that's what Tyron Lawrence is doing, not just by finding out what the NBA could offer, but also by finding out what any college could offer him potentially, whether it's staying in the SEC or moving on to a different conference. But there's a couple. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, if he reopens his recruitment. Auburn could be in position, like we were saying. A lot of players could be in position. Well, three of the schools that were mentioned for Tyron Lawrence right now, in addition to Auburn, um, Kentucky, yep. Texas, and Texas Tech. Right. And, and K- Kentucky is a school that has been looking for help on the perimeter mm-hmm. all offseason. Uh, I think they narrowly missed on some guys. They would also love a veteran because if you're talking about uh, uh, Oscar and four of the top ten freshmen, in college basketball as your starting five, having someone with Tyron Lawrence's uh, potential behind him is great. Have you seen what Ole Miss has been up to uh, in no. the portal? No, I haven't. I, I saw this story the other day. I remember one of the two uh, players that Ole Miss was able to land in the uh, in, in the transfer portal, and, and the other one I'd never heard of, but but the... Let me see if I can find the uh, the story, because Ole Miss landed... Uh, you know, made a made a pretty significant splash in the portal with uh, so so Musa Cisse. Yeah, now I did see that. Yeah, Musa Cisse is the, big time. Yeah, he he was a, a five star, uh, formerly from I think he played most recently in Oklahoma State, uh, but he was a defensive player of the year in the Big Twelve. Seven foot one, mm-hmm. a rim protect, former five star uh, class of twenty twenty, originally from Guinea. He was one of the five stars that Penny Hardaway signed out of high school in 2020. Now That's he's right. going to Ole Miss. And the other player, Jamarian Sharp, is the seven foot five forward slash center from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, a senior playing at Western Kentucky. He's played uh, 64 games the last two seasons at Western Kentucky. Ole Miss 
bringing in seven foot five and seven foot one to protect the rim for Chris Beard. And you think, Bill, that's the harder part, right? You can find some perimeter help. It's finding, finding, finding seven footers who. You know, are athletic enough to really play in yeah. the SEC. I mean, you got one who, who's played. Uh, he played 28 minutes a game. Uh, Jamarian Sharp, the seven foot five player, played uh, uh, 25 minutes a game, uh, 28 minutes a game the last two seasons at Western Kentucky. Averaged uh, seven points, eight rebounds, uh, which uh, you know, a little low for seven five. But you know, uh, you know, he. I'm sure it's he's he's. I'm sure the defenses and offenses are focusing on on keeping. Keeping the seven foot five guy from from dominating everything just naturally, right, Bill? If the other team's got someone who's seven foot five, don't you have to like pay an unusual amount of attention to that on on both ends of the floor to keep? Yeah, you would think so. It'd be hard not to, right? Hard so, not to. If you, I mean, they got the twin, the 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 latest set of twin towers. Now. Yeah, I mean that that becomes the game plan, and so yeah, Musa Cisse is a big splash, and Chris Beard picking up Jamarian, Jamarian Sharp from the portal. That news was. Uh, uh, in the last uh, in the in the last week or so, that the sharp news, but the uh, uh, yeah the the Cisse was in the last couple of days. C- yeah, Cisse just committed, and they could also uh, they're also expected. Uh, uh, Matthew Morell was the uh, was the leading scorer for Ole Miss this past year, and he is in the por- or he's in the draft, but could decide to come back to school. So that would also be. I mean, Chris, Be- we, we've been talking about it, Bill. Some of these programs that are that are down. Are looking at Auburn and saying, "Why not us?" And Ole Miss with sure. with, the, with the hire of Chris Beard. I mean, he's attacking the portal, and uh, I, I I think they they have a chance to be a lot better immediately, adding that kind of veteran size to a team that is going to focus on defense. All right, so back to Auburn with uh, with with the apparent. I mean, it's not going to be anything soon from Tyron Lawrence, um, and I would have and nor Janai actually although may, may 31st although, is the deadline so they, you know two weeks or so for but but the players still don't have to do anything by then that's the deadline to pull out of the NBA draft Janai Broom would be somebody we yes. would expect to hear from but the Tyron next Lawrence could announce he's not going to be in the NBA draft but that doesn't mean that if he's got other schools and he and now he has unlimited number of visits i mean it may be the middle of the summer and i i just i get the feeling Bruce Pearl doesn't want to wait Forever, he doesn't want to be left without anyone. So as a result, but of the schools you mentioned, I don't know how many of those coaches really want to wait until August to find no. out. I mean, all those guys have track records, as you know, they've they've got plans. Well, they, I for think the off season too. I think they would all have room for him if he decided later. But I think everyone else may try to find in the meantime someone else. That could play in case they don't wind up with that player. Oh, Bruce is so. Bruce is juggling right now with, oh, the, yeah. with his options at the three. I mean, and, and that's not to say he can get anyone he wants because he's talked about missing out on mm-hmm. on options earlier in the portal. But yeah, right now they're they're searching to figure out who can add uh, who can add some help at the three, and uh, remains to be seen what they what they come up with. So the latest name to be uh, to to be added to the list of possibilities uh, on three today reporting that Auburn has offered. Chad Baker Mazzara of Northwest Florida State. Hey, they got it right now. They changed the story. There you go. Because I said, I asked Dan, I said, where's Northwest Florida Community College? You didn't College? say Florida. You said, where is Northwest? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, the first story just said Northwest Community College. And I said, where is Northwest 
Community College. I'll tell you where it and is. And Dan right? said, do you mean Northwest Florida State? That's right, because Northwest Community College ain't a thing, but Northwest Florida State. And I said, what did it used to be? Former Okaloosa, Okaloosa Walton, Walton. Former Okaloosa Walton Community College yeah. turned Okaloosa Walton College. The urban legend, Bill. I know we got Terry on the line. We'll get to him briefly. Uh, but the uh, We'll get to him shortly. Uh, the uh, Not briefly. It could be well, briefly. Well, it may be brief. Yeah, it's going to be after the yeah. break if now, though, because we've taken so long. Well, go if ahead. If he doesn't play his cards right, it could be brief. But the... Uh, uh, the the, uh, the the school was changing from Okaloosa Walton College to a different name because they were going to offer enough four year degrees that they didn't want. No, they, they, they didn't it want wasn't going to be Okaloosa, Okaloosa Walton University, right? Because those are the two those are the two counties that the school oh, I know. is in. I know. So and for folks, who well, I guess not, there are a lot of people that don't. Fo- know folks may mean, not know those. Haven't grown up right on the Florida border. Those, I those are the, those I are the two counties on the Northwest Florida <laughs> in, in Northwest Florida where, where the school is located. Allegedly, they turned down the name Emerald Coast College to go with oh, Northwest cool. Florida State. Been, that How much good. better? How oh, much better is so Emerald Coast? Better. Emerald Coast than College, Northwest Florida State. Yeah, I don't know. You know what it was? It was, some, it was somebody in garnet and gold that wanted wanted to, uh, you know, use Florida State's name. Okay, so what I heard is that the person, the most vocal opponent of like the muckety mucks, to decide that Northwest Florida State was a better name than Emerald Coast College, thought. That putting the putting the word coast in your school's name suggests that it's going to be easy. That was that was a real oh, what that, a, that yeah, was a real quote that's, from that's somebody. A, that's ridiculous. Anyway, Chad Baker Mazzara, if that name is familiar, he's been a, <clears throat> uh, he's he's looking for his fourth stop. He's he was a very highly touted uh, recruit who originally signed with uh, Duquesne. Uh, played there for a couple of years, or was it uh, maybe just one year? Yeah, just one year. Then he transferred to San Diego State, where he was the Mountain West sixth man of the year. Uh, had 17 points in a first-round loss to Creighton in the 22 NCAA tournament. Um, ran into some uh, academic problems at San Diego State, and then headed to Northwest Florida State. The guy can play, though. He's six seven. Uh, he is, he has always been able to shoot this past year in junior college, his first year in junior college. He averaged 15 points, 48% from the floor, 46% three, and 83% from the free throw line. Uh, six, seven guy that, um, Texas A&M has also offered. So there's the, the latest name to be added. We do need to get to our final break of hour number one. Terry, hang on. You've got all the rest of the time we have this hour. When we come back, here on the Tuesday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one, and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Terry is up next. Hey, Terry. Hey, good afternoon, guys. I, I want to, real quick. Does Auburn start classes tomorrow? Yeah, but that doesn't really mean anything. Oh, most of the at, most of the athletes that are coming in are going to come in and start the second summer session in at the end of June. Right. The, the most. Okay. I mean, there's no real deadline for the basketball portal, especially. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think that there's. 
Uh, there's a chance for 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 guys to enroll later in the summer, and really the key is getting them in for the fall term because a lot of the stuff is is yeah. But you want to probably have them a little more acclimated. But what happens is, you know, graduation at high schools or junior colleges, things like that, don't always end by the middle of May. So that's one of the reasons Auburn has the two sessions. So what they like to do is get them in, have them go through orientation, sort of get them in, uh, go ahead and 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 get their get their rooms and have them, you know, uh, get acclimated, get acquainted with their teammates and start doing some of the workouts, and then they'll start classes the end of June. And the other thing, guys, whatever became of the uh, defensive end from James Madison? Did he go somewhere else? Isaac Kuku, no, no, he hasn't yet. But, uh, sure, it seems like the feeling is he's probably uh, uh, slipping away, less likely to wind up at Auburn. I mean, I keep hearing Auburn may... You know, may look for someone else. There's been mention of uh, of a, um, as a matter of fact, former Liberty Edge, Stephen Sings. Uh, he says he hasn't been contacted by Auburn, but um, but I, you know, maybe there's somebody else out there. But Uku's the guy you're talking about. But uh, he's been visiting other places and doesn't seem to be talking much about Auburn lately. Okay, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the call, Terry. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Yeah, Auburn still got some spots. Uh, I have Auburn somewhere around 80 in total scholarships right now. I mean, depending on uh, renewal of one-year deals, uh, well, scholarships that were given to uh, walk-ons. So they're, they still have room to add a few players. We've talked about another receiver, a linebacker in Larry Nixon, possibly a safety, and sure, they'd love to get an edge. And there is no shortage of, uh, of, of availability as far as the amount of players still in the transfer pool, oh no, you're not that kidding. would answer the phone if Auburn called. Uh, you know, I, I think that the the closer you get to the beginning of the fall, the tougher it is to find starters and guys that could come in and be mm-hmm. you know and, and and play a lot and be counted on to play a lot. But if if Auburn's at positions, I think that that's why it's so important to hit the ground running in November and December is because as the clock ticks, your your options in the portal. Become more and more limited, and for a you know for a team like Auburn, they went into the off season with huge needs at different spots, and now they look to you know now now it's more about finding depth and filling holes that they've you know that aren't as don't seem to be as critical as they were when the off season started. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. We're about to head to our top of the hour break. Love to hear from you. Anything you want to talk about sports wise? Don't forget, coming up at the bottom of hour number two, Jake Crane from Crane and Company joins us. Love for you to join in as well here on the Tuesday Drive. ESPN 1067. 
WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. Doc Rivers' intention was to return as 76ers coach. That did not turn out to be the organization's intention. Rivers was fired today. The inability to lead Philadelphia past the second round of the playoffs three straight years cost Rivers his job, explains ESPN's J.J. Redick. He understood what he was signing up for. He had a mandate yes, he to get this team the conference finals or the finals he and win a championship. He didn't deliver. And, and that's just the nature of coaching right now and the consequences of not reaching those mandates. J.J. Redick on first take. The Sixers' search for Rivers' successor is expected to include a handful of former NBA head coaches like Mike Budenholzer, Mike D'Antoni, Nick Nurse, and Monty Williams. Big question mark for the Nuggets lineup ahead of tonight's Western Conference Finals opener versus the Lakers. Star guard Jamal Murray questionable with a non-COVID illness. Coverage begins with the NBA Draft Lottery 8 Eastern ESPN Radio and ESPN TV. The WNBA rescinded the Las Vegas Aces' 2025 first-round draft pick for violating league rules regarding player benefits and coach Becky Hammond suspended two games by the WNBA for workplace policy violations. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV and RV and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can be. The sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Tuesday Drive. A, uh, well, we, had, we had a quick rain there. It looks like it's about moved on through. But, I mean, it's not unusual. It's not official. You know, it's not summer for another month. But it feels like it. You know, warm temperatures, high humidity, and that uh, brings some rain. So, hope everybody doing well here on this Tuesday. Bill, Dan, and Drew, the regular crew here in the studio. And we'd love for you to join in. Uh, as we uh, get number, hour number two underway and, of course, the second hour of The Drive, brought to you, as usual, by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. How can you get through? How can you join us on The Drive? Well, you can pull in. I don't know. The door's locked, so that might be might be difficult. So you can call on the Kia of Auburn hotline, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And that number is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840. On the Drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors, they also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Use uh, your favorite podcasting platform or go to ESPNAU.com or RadioAlabama.net and use the Podcast Center, all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Could be some, uh, could be some gnarly weather in, in the next, uh, in the next few hours. I know there's a little, what special weather statement there on the, on the Weather Channel, mostly just strong thunderstorms. Yep. Nothing, nothing, uh, uh, m- much worse than that, but 
uh, yeah, be uh, be alert these next uh, these these next few hours. We got a uh, we, we got a little bit little bit of rain coming in. Well, it's probably, not... it's probably a good idea they postponed uh, that 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 baseball game that was supposed to be uh, tonight. Maybe right? I mean, yeah, cancel, maybe that was it. maybe that was uh, just <laughs> intuition and uh, you know uh, feeling because there was just about a thirty or forty percent chance of rain. We got it here, but uh, the wind was blowing a little bit. Uh, maybe it, it's the kind of thing that happens uh, a lot. At, you know, from from this time through the summer, we should mention the Kamar Rocker news because it's getting reported yeah. in different places now, and it's it's unfortunate. Yep, uh, uh, Kamar Rocker, the former Vandy pitcher, of course, son of Auburn All American Tracy Rocker, uh, who was a a a, a a high draft pick of the New York Mets year, not this past summer, but summer before last, out of Vandy, um, could not reach an agreement with the Mets. The Mets felt. That there was, uh, there, there were some questions about his health. So he went and played independent ball and was then drafted last year in the first round by the Rangers, signed a huge contract. And today, the, it, it, well, it's not shocking news anymore, but it's uh, still tough when you see that uh, a, a young pitcher is going to have to undergo. Uh, Tommy John, sir. Yeah, he, he was one of the top pitchers, you know, since, since his sophomore, junior year of high school. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he was considered one of the top pitchers in his class. Would have would have been a high draft pick coming out of high school, uh, but made it clear that he wanted to go to Vanderbilt. I think I think Tracy also made it clear that he wanted his son to go to Vanderbilt uh, for a couple of years, and, uh, and and yeah, so so team stayed away, and he w- was was drafted late in the 2018 draft, uh, but then, like you said, uh, was uh, was selected 10th overall in 21. A year later, uh, was uh, was selected by the uh, by the uh, Rangers with the third overall selection. Now he's uh, gonna have a, a setback with with Tommy John surgery. So hopefully, uh, Kamar Rocker comes back, and we see this more and more in college baseball, and, and not just oh, it's not it's in, in not uncommon baseball. at all. Yeah, yeah. we're seeing we're seeing uh, uh, Tommy John surgery result in a pitcher coming back as good or even better in some cases than before. It's a long road back. And it's a, a setback for for a guy who uh, was uh, you know already missed a year because of signability issues uh, from uh, you know we're, we're not being able to reach an agreement uh, with the uh, with with the the Mets. So yeah, all, all the best to Kamar Rocker as he mm-hmm. uh, gets uh, gets Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Now uh, speaking of baseball, uh, we mentioned that Auburn, of course, had canceled its game against Jacksonville State tonight. So their next game is Thursday. It is the final. Home series, the final series of the regular season as Auburn hosts Missouri. The Tigers, well, both are Tigers. Auburn's Tigers, the hottest team in the Southeastern Conference, which is the best league in the country, coming off a three-game sweep of Ole Miss, having won nine out of their last 12. Actually, it's uh, uh, eight out of ten and nine of nine of 12 in the last four series. They close out the regular season against Missouri this weekend, and we have a pair of tickets for Thursday night. So if uh, first caller that would like these tickets for Thursday night to uh, 334-321-1390, Drew will get you set up with those tickets. And uh, as we said, Missouri playing for a lot, too. They are right now in the SEC tournament. They are two games ahead of Mississippi State for the final spot. But, uh, you know, they feel like if they can win a couple of ball games here and play well in the SEC tournament, they could make the field for the uh, postseason as well. So it should be a big series. And Auburn looking, of course, to continue to up its resume as they 
edge closer. They've got to be on the bubble now when you're talking about hosting regionals. Right, when uh, when our friends at the Times pick Yoon, uh, have Auburn as the uh, as the two seed in the 16 seeds regional. Dallas Baptist was where uh, New Orleans uh, the, the New Orleans Advocate uh, Times Picayune projections had Auburn uh, after the series this weekend. So it looks like uh, yeah, Auburn would be close to uh, playing their way into the top 16 and and what would be a a really fun series. Auburn has some plans for Plainsman Park. Uh, that that are that are going to be. I mean, Auburn really soon is is going to be putting hammer oh, and nail yeah. on the renovations. The uh, the 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 seats at the Green Monster. They'd be glad to put it off past uh, past the the postseason. They'll though. push they'll push it back a couple of weeks if they have oh, to. But, but, but Auburn has some really exciting stuff happening this because that's 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 coming this summer, right, Bill? Yes. The, the seats to as soon as Auburn is done playing at Plainsman Park, that's when they're going to start on the renovations. The renovations. Now we do want to let do want to let you know. The tickets for Thursday are gone. Man, the phones just lit up like crazy. Drew uh, fielding a lot of calls right now. Uh, we, we'll see. We may have tickets, more tickets for the weekend tomorrow, but that's all we have for today. Thanks for your calls. All right. Uh, again, we'd, we'd love for you to join in, though. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, there is some news. If you weren't with us in the first hour and you haven't heard, Auburn picking up a transfer receiver today, Jair Shorter. The uh, 6'2", 218-pound receiver from North Texas, who was uh, among the nation's leaders in yards per catch this past season, and uh, seventh in the nation in touchdown catches with 11 on just 23 receptions. What do we know about uh, what, what other schools were after uh, Jair Shorter since he went into the portal? Has there been talk of um, of, of where else he may have ah, visited? There had, or where? Yeah, there, there was a pretty long list of schools that had been interested in him. Um, I'll see if I can pull that up. But, but yeah, he, he drew some serious interest because, I mean, he is a proven deep threat. Now, he's had some injury problems. And uh, apparently, I mean, and we'd heard... You know, at times it'd be like Auburn really wants him. Well, they're not really sure because of the injuries. I think Hugh Freeze and uh, Philip Montgomery looked at him and went, "And if, if he's healthy enough to get out there, he's a guy that can make plays." Yeah, he, he was he was up for some sort of comeback player of the year award at, in Conference USA because he had a season that was injury shortened. Right, he had a year where I think he only appeared in two games for North Texas and and bounced back from that to have the season he had. Yeah, he had two years yep. where he only played in a total of four games after, you know, his his uh, first year there as a redshirt freshman, he caught 24 passes for almost 20 yards a catch. So I mean, very impressive there and then 27 plus yards per reception this past year. So a nice addition gives Auburn a, a proven deep threat, a guy that can go up and, and uh, make the 50-50 catch. I read that he was targeted 55 times and had just five drops this past year. Uh, it's just there was some problem with the accuracy at times of his quarterbacks, but uh, he was definitely a big play guy, one of the uh, players that had some of the um, deepest targets in the country, Colorado and Mississippi State were also schools that had been courting uh, Jair uh, Shorter in in since since he entered the transfer portal. I know I know that he was uh, uh, yeah he, he's he's cited his relationship with Marcus Davis and he's also mm-hmm. become close with Trevon Reed and, and I think there's uh, there, there's uh, I, I know I'm trying to remember who who had the story maybe it was Jeffrey Lee at, at on three who talked about how Hugh Freeze 
really sold playing time. Yes, to to, to shorter as as one of the reasons why well, he choose off. playing time and his style that he likes to throw it around. He likes to throw it deep. And I would I would imagine that adding Peyton Thorne and someone who's completed a quarterback who likes to throw it around and likes to throw it deep, as and, we heard of an interview the other day, and has and has completed sixty plus percent of his uh-huh. passes over twenty five games as a starter at Michigan State. Adding that strengthens Auburn's argument. Not that. I mean, Colorado and Mississippi State have solid options at quarterback too, right? You've got uh, Shooter Sanders, and mm-hmm. and, Shitter, you have, yeah. and you have uh, Will Rogers coming back for another year in Starkville. Uh, but having, uh, you know, an, another option there that that would make a receiver feel more comfortable about choosing Auburn, I, I, I bet helped in the race for Jair Shorter. Yeah. Now we'll see. Uh, I I still think Auburn would, if they can, add another receiver. We were looking at the depth chart a little while ago, and Auburn now has, um, if you're assuming, and I, and I am, that J.C. Hart is going to be a receiver. Uh, Auburn would have 11 receivers on scholarship. I think 12 is a nice round number. It also gives you an even number of players if you're looking four wide or three wide. So don't be surprised. Now, it doesn't appear that a lot of folks' favorite, um, because of his name, Montana Lamonius Craig, Looks like uh, looks like he may be staying out west. Right, California, who also came away with. Were we talking about this? So Cal might land the one. No, of I don't the, think we've talked they, about it on the air. They might land one of the. They did land one of the Tyson brothers. The uh, the the right. Texas Tech basketball player. Yeah, Jordan. Right. No, I think no. J-, a, J Jordan's a receiver. That's right. Yeah, Jordan is a receiver. Jalen, Jaden or Jalen? J- yeah, it's, it, I, I thought it was. I thought it was, was Jalen. Yeah. So he is going to, he's going to he's going to go to Cal and play basketball. Uh, he he was the um, oh I'm blanking on his last name too because he was because he was the he was the big time uh, he was the big time basketball player who played for Corey Williams at uh, Tyson uh, the, the the Tyson brothers Jalen Tyson is the he's uh, the basketball player, he's the basketball yes. player from Texas Tech he's mm-hmm. going to Cal his brother. Colorado wide receiver Jordan Tyson is going to Arizona State, and now you've got uh, the uh, you've got the Cal Bears also in the mix. Like we were saying for Montana Lamonius Craig, the Colorado Colorado wide receiver who has visited Auburn among others. Auburn has uh, tweeted out that Jair Shorter has signed, and uh, uh, don't be surprised if if his former teammate becomes his future teammate, linebacker Larry Nixon has now received a crystal ball prediction from Chris Hummer, national 24-7 guy, is saying that he believes he will uh, uh, choose Auburn over West Virginia and Miami. Tell you what, Chris Hummer's been pretty plugged in yeah. to uh, what's happening, and not not just nationally but in Auburn, so I would I would uh, listen when, when he makes a prediction like that. Yeah, so it looks like Auburn will add a linebacker tomorrow. Like I said, they'd like to get another receiver, maybe a safety. Uh, and, of course, if there's an edge out there, They'd be uh, more than more than happy to uh, to take him three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's go ahead and uh, get to the phone before we get to our first break this hour. And Yellowhammer, hey Yellowhammer, hey afternoon. Well, I'd like to throw the ball deep too. <laughs> uh, uh, but here's the problem: it. we hadn't been able to do that over the last few years because of simple math. A a an, an average receiver runs the 40 in about a 4-4. So your quarterback's got to have at least three seconds, and our offensive line has not given 
our quarterbacks three seconds. And so if you're the offensive coordinator, you're kind of hesitant to try that because, you know, especially you need receivers too who can out-position the defensive backs and go up and get the jump ball, that kind of stuff. Got good hands and don't drop the ball. But I'm talking about you're not even going to get that far if your quarterback doesn't have three seconds. And to a degree that's No, you're right. You can't throw the ball you can't throw the ball downfield unless you've got uh, an unbelievably gifted runner in the backfield or you're getting some blocking. Yes. Well, that was the cool thing about uh Alabama's Bryce uh Young was that he was like a ballet dancer. You could not catch that guy. He could just stretch out a play and still get off the pass and 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 so that's really his strength, I think. Uh was uh, he was very adept at just dodging and darting. Oh yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And 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 could make plays. I mean, he could get first downs with his legs. But what he wanted to do was buy time and find somebody for a bigger play on a pass. So anyway, uh, that's pretty much it. You know, Ravi. Uh, Ashford runs and buys the time, or, or this new guy doesn't need the time because maybe the offensive line can actually give him the time. Uh, I don't know. That's my question anyway. The new guy, uh, what's his running ability? He's not, I mean, he's not a statue. He's a guy that uh, looks like he has pretty good athleticism. He just, you know, wasn't called on many times to keep the ball. And he's one that would prefer to, you know, move around, avoid some pressure, and throw the ball downfield. But he's by no means a guy that is just, uh, uh, you know, can't can't move at all in the pocket. Well, um, I, I guess I'm just saying his his ability to buy time uh, would be stressed if the offensive line. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why they they're bringing in so many new offensive linemen is is hopefully shoring that up. Uh, yeah, so how how's that looking there? How, well, I mean, how good can we yeah. how good can we feel? Yeah, because I've always and it's not just you, Yellowhammer. Because I've heard the point before that you know, we'll, we'll, we, if if your offensive line is an issue, you need a mobile quarterback. And to me, it's if your offensive line is an issue, you need to fix that because you're not going to like the, the notion that you can a, a mobile quarterback can save or like a, a mobile quarterback is just going to scramble and and be largely ineffective against a poor you know with with a poor offensive line if oh if, i agree if, like, it's, it's, there's no there's no band-aid at quarterback that covers you know an, an ineffective offensive line and that's where yeah you've seen auburn go out and bring in four high profile veteran transfers hoping that the offensive line can improve across the board and that that'll benefit whoever plays quarterback uh but but no i, I don't think it just feels self-defeating to think that you need to use the mobile quarterback because the offensive line's not good enough to protect the stationary quarterback because if the offensive line's not good enough to protect the stationary quarterback probably not going to be good enough to run the ball either <laughs> well now we've been kind of limited there too uh uh, we had good running backs. It just they couldn't give them that crack to get them rolling. Uh, Re- really interested to see what it looks like this year because you brought in new uh, starters who weren't in the program, guys that were pursued heavily by other teams on the offensive line, and na- now you you have not to mention Jarquez Hunter coming back and some more talent at running back as well. But but no, there, there's reason to believe things could be different from uh, the, uh, the 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 recent past as far as. Auburn going out and and, and changing the roster uh, through the transfer portal. Great stuff, Yellowhammer. 334-321-1390. Let's get 
to our first break. Come on in and join us as we continue here on the Tuesday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, 23 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Tuesday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Drew at the controls, and back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And Mitch is next. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Uh, looks like y'all are in for a lot of rain. I just look at the radar. It's all going around us down here. But looks like y'all are in for a lot till about 9 o'clock. Well, and, and, and therefore, very wise decision to cancel the ball game for tonight. Very true, very true. But uh, uh, this is for Dan. Um, did you say that uh, Northwest Florida State College was considering being called Emerald Coast or Gulf Coast? Emerald. No, there there is a there is a Gulf Coast. Yes, uh, there is. In uh, is that Pensacola or Panama City? Panama City. I think has the has, has Gulf Coast, but um, Gulf Coast Community College, I believe. Uh, but no, em- Emerald Coast College, I remember was on the was on the the discussion as one of the possible names when they went with Northwest Forest. That, that was between. I went to Okaloosa Walton College, so I went after they had dropped Community from their name and then transferred to Auburn, and I think shortly thereafter they became Northwest Man, Florida that- State. There was some serious basketball and baseball in those uh, uh, in, in that conference. PJC, GCCC, OWC. Oh. I mean, uh, I, you know, I grew up reading the Pensacola News Journal. Sure, you Which know, I believe is still up, around. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping yeah, yeah. up, keeping up with all the schools down there. And uh, and K- Kedrick Brown was a basketball player about. 20 years ago, it was, I want to say it was the Kwame Brown draft, but it was one of those. And speaking of the NBA draft, uh, since, since it's uh, uh, the lottery is tonight, uh, uh, Kedrick Brown went uh, in the NBA draft straight out of Okaloosa Walton, which is, which is rare to have a guy. I want to say he went pretty high in the draft, too, like a lottery pick. Uh, but, but he, I mean, it, it was mm-hmm. drafted straight out of Okaloosa Walton Community College, uh, which is, uh, which was a testament to the kind of men's and women's college basketball being played. Cause routinely, uh, the best, the best women's players at the junior college level are playing, uh, junior college ball, uh, in, in Florida as well. I mean, that, those are, those are the, the best collection of talent in, in women's ball. And, uh, men's ball has some, some great, some great players too. Uh, my wife now works at Gulf Coast in uh, Panama City, right across the bridge. Uh-huh. And then, but she started at Northwest Florida State College. Down here, so throwing names around. I got to thinking about my wife, and, I, and you know, I, uh, Northwest Florida. Um, uh, when I'm on my way to Eglin, uh to service places. Uh, in Niceville, uh, I don't get the Gulf Coast because another guy works because he covers that area. But uh, we have both very nice campuses. I think they got a banner up on their softball field where they won a national championship a few years back. And, and I have a look about their basketball team. Uh, and I think Gulf Coast also has uh, women's softball and, and, and basketball and all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, there should be some athletes uh, scattered around here in uh, Oh yeah, Florida. 
Appreciate the phone call, Mitch. Yeah, great, great stuff. As uh, yeah, there, there's um, there, there's a lot of uh, there's there's a, a lot of talent in that. And we've, we've said before, there's there's high level football being played in Pensacola and Panama City as well. Usually, and not not as many. I don't know if there's been huge prospects in the last few years, but usually there's there's some some consistent college football players coming out of the Pensacola and Panama mm-hmm. City areas and Chipola too. Uh, oh, well, not not so much football at Chipola. No, 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 no. I, I was just athletes. Yeah. Oh no, you're getting you're, you're getting men's and ba- men's and women's college basketball. Yep. Like the, the the highest level junior college in the country is played on the not just the Gulf Coast because you also have some some great schools on the on the southern tip of Florida and and down on the uh, on the central end, but Florida has really high level men's and women's college basketball oh, yeah. at the JUCO level. No football, right? Played at the at the JUCO no, level. No, no, it's yeah, you, have to, you have to go to Mississippi. You got to go to Mississippi for that. Yeah, but the high school ball being played. Everybody thinks about Tampa and Miami and the, and the talent hotbeds, but Panama City, Pensacola, uh, there are uh, there there's some high schools that that are cranking out uh, really good players. Auburn, um, well, Auburn has, has had players from Northwest Florida in the in the past, but not a uh, yeah. I don't I don't know if there's anyone of late that they've uh, they've they've been after from from that area. Troy recruits. Down there a lot. Yeah. There's you know consistently yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, with with yeah, just being a couple hours away. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We're approaching our bottom of the hour again. Jake Crane of Crane and Company going to be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the the transfer portal, Auburn's addition there of Jair Shorter, maybe some of the other guys that they're going at. Also, uh, get his thoughts on uh, the basketball transfer portal too. We got a call. No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I tell you what, we will uh, we'll go ahead and get to our bottom of the hour break, and when we come back, Jake Crane joins us. Stick with us as we head into the final half hour here on the Tuesday Drive. Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. Bill and Dan. And uh, let's get to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Welcome in our regular Tuesday afternoon guest, and that is, of course, Jake Crane from Crane & Company. Hey, Jake, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing fantastic, guys. Getting married this weekend, so... Uh, oh, hey. wow! Wow, that is that is yeah. great. Well, that's, uh, usually there's a butterfly or two, you know, as, as, as that day Man. approaches. 
Man, I tell you what, people say they get cold feet. I got hot feet, man. I'm ready to get this thing rock and rolling. We've been together for almost Oh, that's great, man. Congratulations. You want to close before she changes her mind, right? I mean, you need to get this thing done. Yeah, look, it's not done until they sign that NLI. That's right. That's right. Congratulations, man. That that's awesome news, and uh, and yeah, what what wonderful to hear. Where uh, the uh, uh, what has has there been anything about the the planning process or the or the uh, the lead up to the wedding that's been uh, re- really really memorable or really stressful? Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, to be honest with you, she's planned most of it because she wants it to go a certain way, and and I'm not one to interfere. My thing was, I just wanted a couple of good ideas. That's it. So we can look back and say, hey. You know, I contributed a, a couple good ideas. I'm going ice cream cart instead of a, a groom's cake, so uh, that was one of my good ideas. Oh, okay. Oh, like, with a, like a Sunday, been, like with a Sunday bar sort yeah, of deal. You got? Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. Like you know, it's like the old school, old school ice cream cart. Nice. So, uh, no, I mean, it's it's been pretty smooth, and uh, just glad all the planning's done. That's the main thing. Yeah, well, I mean, take it take it from somebody who's. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's been it, it's it's been a minute or two. Um, <laughs> I. I, I don't have an awful, I mean, and it's not, uh, it just, everything was a blur. Fortunately, I didn't have much to do with the planning at all. You're right. That's what, uh, that's what our better halves are for. So, so that's great. Uh, I'm sure everything will, will, uh, even, even if it doesn't go well, it's going to be, it, it's, it's going to be something that, uh, if you can remember any of it, well, then that's good. So, uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's the plan, at least going into it. I hear you. Hey, it has been, uh, well, I, I know with all that going on, uh, you still, I mean, there's been plenty to keep yeah. you busy, uh, here locally. You know, Auburn fans were wondering, hey, is anything ever going to get done offensively? Man, the last few days, um, Hugh and company been, been reeling them in. We talked a little bit about, you know, Peyton Thorne today. They had Jair shorter. Uh, they, I mean, I was looking at it. I mean, now just through the transfer portal, Auburn has brought in a quarterback, a running back, a tight end, three wide receivers, four offensive line, just through the portal. What a change Hugh Freeze and the staff have made on this Auburn roster. Well, it's amazing when you got a guy in there that, that understands what it takes and, and how hard you got to work as a head coach to be able to recruit and how you know, in tune you have to be. And if you notice, and, and look, media is going to say what media is going to say. You're starting to see that pendulum swing a little bit. People are starting to understand, hey, this Hugh Freeze guy, he may know what he's doing down there at Auburn. So, uh, you know, he shored up a lot of deficiencies. The roster isn't where he he wants it or where it's going to be uh, by the end of year two or, or year three. But uh, it's amazing to see the turnover and the optimism, and Auburn football finally has positive momentum again. A lot of us forgot what that felt like. Jake, have you watched any of the uh, of the film of Shorter, the yeah. receiver that Auburn got today? Yeah. No, he's look. He's a good player. If he can stay healthy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's entering a room where he's going to have a chance to play. The thing I like about him is he's his versatility. But if you look at how many yards he averaged to catch, sometimes that can be deceiving. But he's a guy that's not afraid to make the play over the middle. He's a guy that's that's not afraid to go to the ground to make a catch. I like his body control a lot while he's operating at full speed. Some guys are really fast, but it's like that kid from the Mighty Ducks that can skate really fast, but he can't stop. This guy is long, he can run, and he can bend, and he's not afraid. And whenever you have a guy like that, 
as, and everybody has to stay healthy. I know he's had some injury trouble, but he's going to be a target that Peyton Thorne in the back of his mind or Robbie Ashford, whoever the quarterback knows, that when we call this play, the middle is open because this guy is not afraid. I believe he's shown how to use the brakes uh, towards the end of the film by a, uh, a, a street-smart inner-city gang of, uh, of, of hockey players in, uh, in D2, uh, the uh, scene you alluded to there. You know, Bill, yeah, Bill, he, doesn't, he doesn't need Gordon Bombay to teach him how to yes, stop. That's the, that's, the, that's the knuckle puck uh, sequence with, uh, with, with Keenan, I believe, is also introduced uh, right around there. Yes. All right, so so the, um, uh, Bill, Bill remarked earlier, and, and it's, it's interesting to think about, that Hugh Freeze just with transfers, has almost brought in... And it's not, not that these will be the, the starters. Every one of them is going to be a starter. Yeah, at, but at every position, although you have, you have some guys... Most that look of like them will. Most of them will. Jarquez Hunter sticking around means that Auburn didn't need to find a new starter at running back. But, I mean, between a quarterback, a running back, multiple pass-catching options, and four offensive linemen that, that could and be... And a tight end. And, and a Rivaldo. tight end. Yeah, who, who I was sort of lumping in with the, the pass-catching options. but, but and, and multiple starting offensive linemen... Auburn has completely remade this offense potentially, and I wonder. Well, it's like, oh, go ahead, Jake. Yo, go ahead, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, it's like on HDTV when they're like, "Move that bus," and then they move it, and the house <laughs> yeah. is way better. I feel like they should do that for the Auburn football team. It, it has been an extreme makeover, to say the least, and I, I wonder uh, is is this going to become commonplace? Do you think with first year head coaches? Around the sport, that they, if they will, can, they will show up, and the, you know the, the chance could be. I mean, people are people are criticizing Dion for the amount of turnover, uh, and, and especially the, the number of players that are seemingly being pushed out. But I wonder if this could be the new model uh, for a lot of a lot of programs that are uh, look looking to rebuild. Well, it, well, to me, I think it already is, Dan. I, I mean, think about it. It's your best option. You're a new coach, especially when you go to a place that expects to win and you've got to change a roster or flip a roster really quickly. It can take you from the bottom to the middle or even scorching toward the top if you play it right. So now, you know, the expectation for new head coaches used to be, all right, three years. you got three years to get this thing turned around or we're going to fire you. Well, now it's two years because of the transfer portal and just the way college football has gone. So if you're a new head coach and you want to go in there and make a splash, you can be a genius schematically, and if you don't have good enough players, it's not going to work. So, yeah, that's mission one. How quickly can I get the roster ready? Now, you don't want to build the ship out of the transfer portal once you get it rocking and rolling. You just want to plug holes in the boat. Like you look at kind of these mercenary signings at some of these schools where the roster is already set. So I think it's already baked in. It used to be three years. Billy Napier's got a year and a half, right? I mean, we were talking about that off the air oh, a little man. bit earlier. I mean, I saw the, the win total projections from a couple different sports books that have Florida at five and a half on the over-under uh, for wins this season. Billy Napier seems like a good coach and, and a guy who won a lot in the Sun Belt before getting that job in Gainesville. This this has started to feel like the Brian Harson situation, though, in the sense that not not his commitment to recruiting, but in you know that there he he could be washed away if if things don't turn around quickly, uh, j- just because there's there, there's a belief that that things need to happen now, uh, quick quickly before more than ever, Jake. Yeah, look, I I think Billy's a good coach, and I like the hire, and I think if they give him enough time, he's going to be able to get that place where he wants. I don't think people realize how bad the roster that Dan Mullen left him really was after everything went down. I mean, it was as low as Ford has been. And, look, Florida is an easy place to get great players and win. We've seen that in the past, but he still has to build it. Now, if you're going to go 6-6, and 
it needs to be the right six and six. You need to you need to win a couple games that get people to believe. And I'm going to tell you, I don't have a good feeling about Florida going out to Utah game one after what happened last year. Utah's not going to be puking halfway through the first quarter like they were last how'd year. That, so, how'd that, how'd that uh, trip to Vegas go at the end of last season, too? I know bowl games <laughs> mean less than ever before, but that's maybe – that was the weekend the portal opened, Jake. You think, you think, yeah. you think they'd have been better off at home recruiting Gainesville instead of getting uh, getting deep-fried on national television in the Las well, Vegas Bowl? Like, I'm never going to fault somebody for going to play. You know, I'm, I'm never going to hold that against you. Now, now hindsight's always, you know, 2020. If they'd have won the game and looked great, there'd be a lot more positive momentum going into this year, but you didn't, uh, and there's not. But, but I will say, Billy's not afraid. He's not going to panic. He's not going to back down. They'll win a couple that they shouldn't this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if Billy, by the third year of Florida, uh, had them to a point where they felt comfortable about the hire. I really hope so. Because he's a guy that, that I know cares about the players. The players really do love him. And, and he had to change that culture, too. I mean, he's battling it now. They're having to bring in new guys. And there's some old guys that aren't exactly thrilled with how the program's being run because now they have to be accountable. And that's just part of it. To uh, to basketball, I mean, a lot of drama there uh, with, with the portal. While you've got players who are still in the NBA draft, you've got uh, – uh, you've got a lot of Auburn people right now wondering, and, and I think Bruce Pearl, uh, sort of indicated at his, at his, uh, golf tournament yesterday that, uh, you know, they're getting a little antsy about just having to wait for some of these guys. Great for Janai Broom that he's gotten the invite to the combine, but in the meantime, Tyron Lawrence sort of putting everybody on hold and seeming to add more teams to the list. I don't know that, uh, I don't know that Bruce is, is going to wait forever, uh, to, to try to fill out the roster. Yeah, look, I mean, time is always of the essence. It's a hard thing to balance because you don't want to sit here and tell a guy, oh, man, you know, no, don't don't go do this. Don't give yourself an opportunity to get looked at by NBA scouts. Now, with Janai Broom, I, I think the athleticism is going to hold him back somewhat. Uh, he's He's got a little bit of, uh, uh, who was it, Tyler Harris jumping ability when it comes down to it. Um, but it's a tough balancing act. I, I'm going to trust Bruce Pearl, guys. Uh, I, I am. Look, what, what he's done at Auburn, I know people say, oh, well, you know, the past is the past. Well, the past, uh, you know, you, you can't just write it off. So I, I think Bruce Pearl, this may end up – Auburn doesn't need to have all these egos running around and having to deal with this and it just be an open window that people walk through. Auburn had success when they had good talent, but guys that were gritty, guys that had a chip on their shoulder, and guys that got after you in the clutch moment. You don't want prima donnas. You want guys that can get after it, and I know Bruce is going to have enough guys to be able to get after it, and I'm going to trust him. But I do want to say uh, it looks like it's breaking right now that North Texas transfer linebacker Larry Nixon III has just committed to Auburn, a really, really good pickup, has almost 250 career tackles, had over 100 last year, and was first-team all-conference USA. So, again, you just added another one to the pot. Yeah, teammate of Jair Shorters. Yeah, we were just talking about him before we brought you on that uh, it looked like it could happen at any time. So that's that's nice because that gives Auburn another veteran, experienced uh, linebacker. I believe he's going to work at the will. It also gives them the opportunity, if they don't add another edge, to perhaps uh, take a look at Cam Riley a little bit more on the outside. Jake, linebacker for Auburn looked like a position, you know, coming out of the spring where there's talent and, and they'd even brought in some guys like Austin Keys 
from Ole Miss who looked like they could they could contribute immediately. Wesley Steiner and, and Cam Riley were holdovers who saw mm-hmm. the field. Robert last Woodyard's year. a guy that really came. People on this are excited spring. about Robert Woodyard, but but you can you can understand and, and maybe explain to people why Auburn would have been in the market for a linebacker and what and what Nixon seemingly brings to the table. Yeah, you know they they needed depth and they don't have a ton of experience. I mean, you you get both. With this guy, and look, he's athletic enough to play in this league. I've watched the kids tape. What I like about him is his instincts are right. He doesn't take a lot of false steps. He understands what is happening in front of him. I don't know if he's reading through the triangle or if he's just using game plan eyes, uh, depending on tendencies. But the guy knows where he's going, and he doesn't waste movement. And when you're playing in a league with the offensive linemen like you have in the SEC, they're not just big. They're big, and they can move. So if you don't, if you don't know how to get to your spot before the other guy does, then you're in a lot of trouble. But, uh, no, they needed some depth. It'll be good for the room. They do have some young talent. But now you can move some guys around, and it helps you with blitz packages on third down. You can put guys in other places and not have to worry about somebody not knowing what's going on. And the ability, if you get spaced out or maybe caught in the wrong personnel, he's not a guy that you feel horrible about putting on a running back in pass coverage. Talking with Jake Crane from Crane and Company, midway through our, our conversation, getting some news that Auburn picks up its second North Texas commitment of the day. Uh, shorter the, uh, the the wide receiver uh, uh, picking uh, Auburn earlier today, and now Larry Nixon, the uh, linebacker, uh, choosing to come to Auburn from the Mean Green of mm-hmm. is that Denton, that Denton, Texas. I want to say I where think they you're right, yeah, Isn't yeah, that right, where, where, they're, where they're playing those. Uh, those games, so yeah, nice, a productive day uh, for uh, for Hugh Freeze. You, you get the sense Auburn may not be finished uh, before the end of the fall term. They they like, I think they want another receiver, another Jake. receiver, may, maybe yeah. maybe a veteran option in the secondary uh, as as some insurance behind uh, Zion Puckett and Jalen Simpson. Yeah, you need as much depth as you can get. I mean, we all know it's a battle of attrition. When it comes down to it, I mean, this isn't something that uh, nobody, you know, doesn't know. But they're going to keep adding, and they're going to get the right guys at the right spots. And that way, if somebody does go down or something does happen, you're not caught with your pants down having to play LSU or somebody like that. Jake, I'm, I'm not sure people realize how serious the depth problems were defensively for Auburn uh-huh. last year. People made such a big deal about the passing offense and the up and down the offensive uh, line yeah the offensive line but there were games last year where we would we would come in here on monday and look at the snap counts and auburn played three or four defensive linemen the entire game and that's why we had such a bad feeling we were a lot more pessimistic as a show on the arkansas game than everyone else was because yeah, that that strategy's not going to work against the more physical teams in the conference it seems like auburn yeah. has addressed some depth issues in the front seven this offseason yeah, you know, last year on defense, it, it felt like Robert Downey Jr. in, in Tropic Thunder when he just, like, survived. Like, and that's why you saw a, a lot of times at the end of games, you know, Auburn seemed gassed, and, and teams were able to do what they wanted. Because is, this, is, this is a marathon, not a sprint, on both sides of the ball. And everybody's going to look at the offense because more people care about offense than defense. And that's okay. That's how it is in every sport, and that's how it's always going to be. That's why they always change the rules to help the offense, and I'm shocked when they change rules that help the defense. But, yeah, again, it is just like any other sport. The teams with the most quality depth have a chance later in the year, and that's what you're seeing. When you get into the position to say, hey, we can really do something if we finish the season right, and then you look over and it looks like a triage tent uh, on your team, now Auburn's going to be able to look over there and you've got some guys you can plug in that you feel better about. Before we, uh, before we run out of time, wanted to get your thoughts on uh, another sport, and that's baseball. Auburn baseball right now, 
the hottest team in the best league in the country as they come down the stretch. You talk about uh, getting hot at the right time and, and productive late. That's exactly what Auburn's done. A 5-10 and 10 at the midway point of the conference. Now they're over 500 as they host a Missouri team this weekend. I mean, they're hotter than a fat kid in the desert right now. I mean, and a lot of it is is the pitching has come through. They've mm-hmm. been hitting the ball well all yep. year. You know, I don't think enough people have talked about the job Gabe Gross has done. And a lot of times when your pitching is failing, it affects the hitters because you feel like you're not able to affect the game even when you have a good game. But they've kept the hitting up, and they've been able to have guys, not only the starters, and losing guys like Gonzalez hurt a lot, but it's the back-end guys. It's the setup guys. When Auburn gets a lead now, they're coming out there and shoving for two or three innings. Next guy's coming in and getting the job done and the confidence level. And we always talk about, you know, uh, teams getting hot at the end, right, in college basketball and in sports that have playoffs. Auburn has gotten really hot at the right time, and they're really, really confident. That's why I was shocked that the D1 baseball rankings came out this week and Auburn wasn't in the top 25. What and how is Alabama in the top 25 and Auburn's not? Heck, Auburn doesn't even have to bet on games. <laughs> great great as always jake hey uh we'll understand if uh if if, if you are going to take a few days off uh, well it's, it's funny you say that we're going to be in france for the honeymoon the next week so uh, i don't know if i'm going to be able to talk to y'all from uh from bordeaux but i'm sure auburn will add some more guys and and we're barreling toward uh, football season but i do want to say uh, you know, if you want to check out the show, tomorrow we have Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire coming on, who's a fantastic guy, fantastic coach. Uh, they're doing some big things over there at Texas Tech. So, you know, we, we're always in college football mode, but we're starting to kind of, you know, lean heavier into it as we get toward the end of the playoffs in these pro sports. Yeah, no question. Jake, congratulations, man. That's great news. Uh, and, and, uh, have, have a, have a, a great trip and a great honeymoon. We'll talk to you whenever you're back. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it, and uh, talk to you all soon. Congratulations, Jake. See you, bud. Thanks, Dad. We need to get to our final break of the afternoon. Hey, some couple of breaking stories there uh, in the last segment. Absolutely. We'll be back to wrap things up here on the Tuesday Drive. The Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Just about out of time here on the Tuesday Drive. Our thanks to Jake Crane. Great stuff from him and... And yeah, the uh, the news breaking while we were talking with Jake that Auburn picking up its second uh, transfer from North Texas of the day, and linebacker Larry Nixon, a six-two, two hundred and thirty-six pounder. He again, uh, like shorter, will be a sixth-year player in their final year of eligibility. Uh, so a lot of experience Auburn's picking up in the uh, two transfers from North Texas and today. We will have the opportunity to talk with Jason Caldwell, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, we should. Yeah, unless something's going on that I, I don't know about, but the if uh if, if we if we talk to Jason, we'll talk to him about uh everything that Auburn picked up today, two big uh, uh two, two big uh, players on the portal. No question. And uh, of course, preview baseball which gets started Thursday. We'll see if we have any more tickets for the uh, weekend for the Missouri series. I hope you'll join us tomorrow, but we're out of time here on the Tuesday